So this morning, I want us to take a little bit of time, and we've talked about the last couple weeks, we've talked about, you know, the blessings and giving and, and the way that we can bless other people. And two weeks ago in our family service, we talked about what the perfect gift is. We talked about the perfect gift. And this morning, I want to talk about kind of, again, getting down to what is the real meaning of Christmas? What is the meaning of Christmas? What is it all about? And so that's the question that we're going to tackle this morning throughout the remainder of our time together. But with all the hustle and bustle of Christmas, or I guess to be politically correct, we would say holiday season, it becomes easy at times for us to forget what the real reason is behind the Christmas season. And so this morning I want to talk about kind of three common meanings or three common uh reasons we celebrate Christmas this morning, and, and not that there's anything wrong with these three meanings. I want to say that right away, but I think all three of them kind of miss the point a little bit, but when you put it all together, it makes a lot of sense. But three different meanings for why we celebrate Christmas. The first one is simply love. We celebrate Christmas because of the love that was showed to us by God couple of verses that we're going to look at in just a moment. We're going to look at John 3.16 and 17 and 1 John 4.8 and Romans 5.8. In a minute, they'll all be behind us on the screen. But the first popular reason, if you ask people, why do we celebrate Christmas? Many people are going to say it's because of the love that was showed to us, the love that was displayed, the idea that, that God displayed his love to us through sending his one and only son to earth to be the sacrifice for us. And when we look at Scripture, we realize everything God has done has been motivated by His love for us. Everything God does is motivated by His love that He has for His creation, for His people. John 3, 16 and 17, right? We all know it, so feel free to say it along with me. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Right? So God, He said, I have such an unconditional, unlimited love for you. There's, 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 there's no limit to my love that I have for you. That I'm willing to send my one and only Son for you. That I'm willing to send that which is most valuable, that which is most precious to me, that which I, I, I hold and esteem above anything else, I'm going to choose to set it down, bring it into a world full of sin and darkness and temptation for you. That with the, the understanding being that, that those who come into relationship with Him will never have to perish but that they will find everlasting life. Right? God sent His Son so that you and I can have everlasting life, so that those who still have never heard the name of Jesus can have the opportunity to come into a relationship and find everlasting life with the Father. 1 John 4, 8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God, because what? It says, because God is love. Right? So we read here in this verse that it says that if, if, if we don't understand love, or we don't know love, 
then we don't know God. Because to know God is to know love. So vice versa, to not know love is to not know God. Right? Christmas is, is all about the love God showed to us. That unconditional love. God's love is what caused him to care so deeply for you and I that he was willing to send his son to save us. We know love because we know God. We know love because we've come into a relationship with him and, and we understand the love that he has for us. Not fully. We're not capable of fully understanding God's love here on earth. There, there's just part of it that we can't even uh, understand. But one day when we go to heaven in the unveiled glory, we'll be exposed to God's full and pure and complete love like never before. But we know love because we know God, because we understand his love. So then a question that I, I ask then is, okay, so as a church, as believers, as Christians, are we sharing God's love with other believers during the Christmas season? If love is what Christmas is all about, then are we sharing God's love with other people? Are we telling them about God's love? Are we sharing with them what God has done in our lives and what Christmas is all about? Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrated his love, his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Right? So we're all sinners. We know that scripture says we're born into a world of sin. We're born with sin. But God died for Sent Jesus to die for the sinners. Sent Jesus to die before we even knew him. Jesus was sent to die for us. What love is that to think that someone said, I'm willing to, to lay everything down for people who don't even know me yet. Right? That's kind of like saying, you know, I'm going to give everything I have for, for people that are going to come in a thousand years. I'll never meet them, I'll never know them, I'll never have any contact with them. But I'm going to sacrifice myself so that they can find freedom. And I, that's just hypothetical. But Jesus, he came to die for us 2,000 years later. Before we had ever made a decision to accept Christ or even understanded who God was, he displayed his amazing love for us. When he had no reason to show his love to us, right? We, we, we're sinful. We, we live in a world of darkness. We do all kinds of things that don't please him. But he offered his love and the light of salvation through his son so that we don't have to walk in darkness anymore. So we can live in a world that has light in it, to spread his light, to overcome the darkness. Christ did not die for those who were perfect, but rather, he gives hope to the imperfect, for through him we have been reconciled and made right with God again. Right? He didn't come for the perfect. He didn't come for the, the high holy. He came for those who were humble enough to say, you know what, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. I've done things that I shouldn't have done. But God, please forgive me, and, and I accept that free gift that you offer in salvation. Thank you for showing your love for me when I didn't even understand it. When I, I didn't even know who you were, you showed your unconditional love to me. You laid everything on the line for me. 
Another popular reason or meaning for Christmas, or, or people will go, this is why I love Christmas, this is my favorite part of it. And this is a quote from the American Magazine back in 1889. So 128 years ago, this was wrote, this is the meaning for Christmas. To bring the greatest happiness to others. What is the meaning for Christmas? To bring the greatest happiness to others. That's what people said. That was that was the quote that was used. And, and and you know what? Like I do love that about Christmas. I love that it's a time full of joy and it's a wonderful time of giving and receiving gifts and spending time with those that we love. That that's one of the wonderful things about Christmas is that there is a lot of happiness and joy in the different aspects of Christmas. But many view Christmas as a time to simply bring joy and happiness to others. But what makes the Christmas season any different than the rest of the year, right? It, it begs that question. Well, why, why can we only bring happiness to others during Christmas time? Right? Why, why can't we do it? There's a song right now on the radio. I love it. It says, how come 364 days a year we can't do this? But one day a year we can't. Right? I, I understand that we're celebrating Jesus' birth, and, but bringing happiness and joy and helping out others can happen all throughout the rest of the year. We can give and receive gifts. We can spend time with our family and friends and loved ones, and we can gather around for different reasons throughout the year that can bring happiness. But if, if we look at it and go, well, what is the meaning of Christmas? It's to bring the greatest happiness to all people. We're leaving out the reason that we even celebrate Christmas. We're leaving out what, what Christmas is really all about. Yes, one of the, the benefactors of Christmas is it's a time of joy and happiness and celebration. But it's also a time of remembering. It's a time of, of thinking upon what God did for us and how He showed His love to us. And as believers, we're called to show God's love to people that we encounter each and every day of the year. We're called to fill the world with God's peace and His joy. As believers, we should be people who bring peace, who bring joy, who bring happiness each and everywhere that we go. Although the one thing I'll say that I do like about this the quote or this meaning for Christmas is to bring the greatest happiness to others is that it's focused on other people. Like I, I like the fact that you can say, yes, this is an outward-focused idea. It's not, it's not worried about yourself. It's not worried about what you're getting. But it's focusing upon other people, upon their needs and, and helping other people. And so that, that's the one thing that I take and I go, yes, happiness is great. Happiness is a part of, of Christmas and a part of life. But also helping focus on other people. Looking towards other people and looking towards God during this time as well is very important. It's another, I guess you could say, meaning behind why we do Christmas. The third meaning that I want to look at this morning, and this one is actually a, a portion of Scripture. We're going to look at Luke chapter 2, verses 18 through 14. Uh, but I'm going to let my friend Linus go ahead and tell this part of the story.
that's all right. We'll go ahead and we'll, we'll keep looking at this part of it. And so what I was going to do is, many of us, right, we've all seen the old classic Charlie Brown Christmas, right? And Charlie Brown, is he brings out that little tree and he sets it on the piano. And they all start making fun of Charlie Brown and saying things to him. And, and, and you know, he's like, I, what is Christmas even all about? Like, what is, what is, what is this even all about? And he, and he kind of, he's upset, and he kind of begins to stomp off. And all of a sudden, we see Linus walking. And Linus goes, I know what Christmas is all about. I understand what it's all about. And then we see him, he sets the stage, and they're sitting there on the stage in the auditorium, and he goes, all right, hit the lights. And he starts to read from Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8. He said, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks that night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So Linus goes, this is what Christmas is all about. This is why we celebrate Christmas. Right? And Charlie Brown walks back over there and he looks at his tree and he goes, Alright, that works. But we read here in Luke chapter 2, that Jesus was lowered down from his heavenly home to our earth so that he could become the sacrifice for you and I. That we may walk in assurance knowing that our sins have been taken care of. That he's taken them upon the cross. That they've been paid for in full. I will share a little bit more about Luke chapter 2 this afternoon at our, our, our second service. We're going to look at some of the different aspects of Jesus' birth and the different individuals who were there. But just thinking about that idea, what is the meaning for Christmas? Well, it's Jesus coming. It's Jesus leaving heaven and, and being lowered down to earth for you and I to be the sacrifice for us, to redeem us, to reconcile us once again with God. And, and as I said when I started this morning, are any of these meanings for Christmas necessarily wrong? No, they're not. In a broad sense, I would say that they're not. Although I would strive, though, to say that our love for one another provides opportunities of happiness throughout the whole year. When we understand God's love, and we understand it and we're able to show God's love to other people, it brings about opportunities of happiness. It brings about opportunities to share joy throughout the whole year. The aspect, as I said, of focusing on others is, is important for us as Christians. Because we desire to live a life that's humble. To live a life where we place others before ourselves. Last week I talked about that idea uh, of looking at other people's needs before we worry about our own. Having that outward perspective of saying, God, help me to see things like you do. 
God, help me to understand what's going on around me. Because, Lord, I know you're providing for me. God, you're taking care of me. As I, as I look to you, as I, I cling to you, God, you're providing for me. But for those who have not come into relationship with Christ, for those who haven't received the hope that comes through relationship, they may be going, where do I find this? Who is my source? What is my supply? Jesus is our supply. He's our source of life. He's our source of all that we have. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection have given us the opportunity to accept salvation, which gives us the assurance of knowing that we will spend eternity in heaven with God, who is our everlasting Father, as it says in Isaiah 9, 6. For to us, a child is born. To us, the Son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Right? That's the promise we have in Scripture. It says that there will be a child who will be born, who will be given. Because not only was this child born, God gave his son. He gave his son. And the government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. May we remember that Christmas is truly about the fact that Jesus Christ was born to bring hope to all so that we can walk in a relationship with Him knowing we can spend eternity with our everlasting Father. So what is it about? It's about hope. Christmas brings hope. The greatest gift that was delivered was Jesus because it resembles hope. It resembles life. It resembles a new beginning in our lives. Despite the decisions we've made, despite what we have ever done before, the slate's wiped clean. It's washed away. The sins are tossed into the sea. And we are made whole through Christ. We are redeemed through Christ. That's what Christmas is about. It's about the hope that came through Jesus Christ, and that we can come into a relationship with Jesus. There's a short video that I want to share that just talks a little bit more about some of the reasons for why Jesus is what we celebrate at Christmas. Go ahead, Steve. I just, I like that video. It's, it's simple, and there's, there's not a lot to it, but I like what it talks about, how Jesus, and the reasons for this season. It said Jesus brings hope to our dysfunction. Right? We, we, we can all sit here and agree that our world is chaotic and that there's major dysfunction in our world. If we're honest, we'll go, our families, our communities, where we work, there's dysfunction. But God, through his son Jesus, brings hope to that dysfunction says that, that he brings love to our tribal world, right? We have all kinds of different groups of people and people who come from all different traditions and backgrounds and, and, and understandings and beliefs, but God's love transcends all of that. God's love transcends everything. There's nothing that God's love can't cover, that it brings joy to our fearful world. Jesus brings joy 
to our world that's full of fear, that's full of anxiety, that's full of worry. Jesus brings about joy. He brings about peace in our unsettled world. Right? We think about war and we think about all that's going on and like within the, the country of Israel right now with everything that's happening. We cling to the truth and it says that, that God's word says he brings peace to our unsettled world. That God brings about peace. He brings about a steadiness, a steadfast. We can, it comes through Jesus. And finally, as we, we discuss, he brings light into our dark world. Jesus was born into a world of darkness, of sin, of corruption. But he brought light that we may see and that he may lead our path as we follow him in our lives. I want to wrap up our time this morning by reading a poem to you. This is a poem called The True Meaning of Christmas by Emma Lowndes. It says this, Jesus Christ was born this day so many years before. He came a servant to the lost, though he was Lord of Lords. We celebrate this joyous time, reflecting on his birth, not born in a mansion, but a stable, as if he had no worth. He came so he could identify with the human heart of man and gave his life as a sacrifice, offering a better plan. A plan that reconciles us back to our loving Father God, bringing hope and redemption from sin's ruling iron rod. For this is the only reason that we should celebrate this day to become focused on anything else would take the meaning away. So let's arise with joy in our hearts and share with everyone the meaning of Christmas will always be the birth of Jesus, God's Son. Hope. Hope came in the form of a baby who grew up, who lived a perfect life, who set the example for us to follow, who showed us what love is, who showed us how to treat others, who showed us how to look outside of ourselves. It came in a child, and that's when we celebrate this season of Jesus' birth and the hope that came through his birth. And so what I want to do this morning, before we go, maybe you've never taken the opportunity to accept that free gift of hope, a free gift of salvation that came through Jesus' birth and life and death and resurrection. And this morning you're ready to say, you know what? I want to receive hope. I want to receive God's free gift of salvation. I want to come into a relationship with Christ today. With nobody looking around, with all your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I simply want to ask, if that's you this morning, if you're at a place where you're saying, you know what? I'm sick of living without hope. I'm sick of living not knowing what love is. I'm sick of living in, a, in, in dysfunction, and I would love to have someone come into my world named Jesus. I want you to just simply place your hands in the air quick, and you can put it right back down. Well, with everyone's eyes still closed, if, if you responded this morning or if you have a relationship with Christ, I want to ask that you just repeat after me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die for my sins, to be an example, 
and to show us love. I give my life to you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. I hope that everyone has a wonderful Christmas today and tomorrow or as you gather with your friends and family and celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the hope that came on Christmas Day.